On this episode of Get in the Flow, we're going to talk about working with an agency or a service provider or an individual person to get your marketing done. Now, this topic is very wide ranging. I don't know if you are like me, but I get quite a few advertisements in my news feeds on Facebook. I'm constantly getting emailed. Look at my spanking new list building strategy, blah, blah, blah emails, right? We've all gotten bombarded with information overload nowadays. It's inevitable when you, the second that you even file your business name with the state that you live in, you're going to start getting emails from web developers. Some of them are from America. Some are from India. They have list buying services. They know you just bought a domain name and you're probably going to need a website. So they start spamming you. It's literally right out of the gate. You are inundated with people trying to tell you that they can help you and they're the best person to do the job. However, after 10 years of working with many, many, many different companies, I have found that there are some things that are consistently tough and some things you really should consider because just like any other marketing topic, there's no wrong answer. The only wrong answer is a bad relationship that you didn't anticipate happening. And so I'm going to talk you through how to navigate all this, no matter what you decide to choose, whether you want to hire somebody internally or hire one of those commoditized service provider companies to do things for you, or if you want to hire an agency, I'm going to talk about the differences between each one first, and then I'm going to share some of my insights over the last years and years of working. And I should say actually 17 years because working for corporations, working on projects with all sizes. I've worked with global corporations as a consultant, and I've worked with mom and pop shops, brick and mortar also. So there's a huge range of options out there, hiring an individual person. So where do you even begin, right? Let's just say you filed your LLC, maybe you're just going to be a sole proprietor, whatever you decide, and you're in business. You've got yourself together. You know what you're going to sell. You know who you're going to sell it to. You start taking on clients and two years later, you are slam busy and you're kind of freaking out going, oh my gosh, how am I going to write a blog post for this guest thing that I'm doing? And and I got to go on TV next week to promote something. And I have, you know, this client needs 17 different tasks done for them by Friday and I haven't even started yet and et cetera, et cetera. Now you're starting to grow and you're starting to scale and you want to get some help because I'm telling you what, it is tough. And scaling is the hardest thing to do because a lot of times when you're a one person operation, maybe you're a freelancer or whatever, you're the brains behind the operation and people are hiring you for your brain. They are not trying to hire your virtual assistant to help them. They want you and your mindset. So where can you go to find a person that would fit your needs and be relatively simple? So a lot of people recommend going on Fiverr for marketing help. And it used to be just, you know, a five bucks, get yourself a logo or whatever, but it's morphed now into many, many, many different things you can get on there. I have used Fiverr before and I have used it for very simple projects and I've used it for very complicated projects. And I will tell you that it is far better to use Fiverr for a one-off project-based quick turnaround, small projects than it is to hire somebody there that does more complex work. And I 
I say that because especially if you're a business here based in the United States, it is very difficult to find people who really understand the American culture when they're outside of here. If your business doesn't really rely on that, it's this whole thing I'm about to say doesn't matter to you. That's fine. But I know for me, it is important. I work with, you know, primarily clients here in the States, which I have worked with clients who were in Germany before and other places. And I've done social media strategies for Australia and China and some other projects like that. But primarily it's Americans that are hiring me. So it is important to speak the language and hire a person who understands how to speak the language. There are many, many companies overseas who are doing web development projects. Here's what I would do if I were you and you want to hire them. If you find somebody maybe on Upwork.com or Fiverr.com or some of these other sites that offer discounted marketing services, I'm not saying don't do it. You have to do what's within your budget and you have to be smart about your finances and how you're deploying every dollar. But I would say to you, make sure when you communicate with them, it is on email or some kind of a written document. A creative brief is a really good way to interact with people, especially overseas where English is maybe their second language and they don't really know you. You've hired them on a website portal. You've seen their portfolio maybe. Maybe you've asked them to provide some links to their other clients. Figure out how to communicate with them well from the beginning. That is the biggest thing that's going to cost you time and money. And for me, I have realized that when I hired web developers that were from India or Singapore, anywhere else other than America, it's the, the barrier of communication is huge and the way that they um, work is different. So the way they're coding pages seem to be a little bit different than other developers, the way that they learn how to put websites together, that kind of thing. And they're not necessarily going to try to anticipate needs. They're only going to do the exact thing that you send to them. So if you're not clear about what you need, it is very difficult to brainstorm with them about certain things. I've tried Skype phone calls. And yes, we were both speaking English, but I am one of those people that I don't pick up on accents very well. Sometimes I do. I've gotten better at it over the years. But I had such trouble communicating with some of the people and they wanted to always use Skype. And I finally said, you know, I love the work you're doing with us and stuff, but I just can't understand what you're saying to me. And it's not because you're not speaking properly or clearly. It's just I cannot discern what it is that you're explaining. And so I said, is there any way we can email back and forth instead? And I have actually not worked with out, out of the USA vendors in quite some time, probably eight years. Uh, but when I did, I realized I had to do the creative briefs. And so um, what I can do on my website, I'll share some links to creative brief formats that you can take a look at and just fill in the blank. But I would highly recommend if that's where you're going to go. And even if you're starting your own marketing agency and you're like, oh, I can I can bring in all these clients and then I can outsource sections of this work to somebody else, which is very smart. I would highly recommend figuring out what a creative brief is if you haven't heard of one. If you go to design school, they give you a whole class on how to develop, or at least my school did. They taught us how to develop a creative brief so that we could communicate with anybody that we needed to on the project.
Um, these, this type of service provider is individuals, they are often less expensive. There are a lot of developers that you can hire for $10 an hour, $15 an hour. Some people swear by this method, although over the years, you know, you hear horror stories and feedback and it is innocent. You know, they're trying to do the best they can to provide a service to you, but the language barrier can be very difficult as can just the way that we do things and culturally different. So in other times you can hire Upwork. Uh, the same thing actually goes for an American vendor as well, or somebody that does speak the same language. No matter what, I highly recommend get the creative brief format down. Okay, hiring a service provider. I use the word service provider because I'm talking about agencies that are commoditizing these services. So think about companies like Design Pickle or, oh gosh, there's another agency I just found out about who does content writing for $500 a month, all unlimited content writing, right? I just found out about it the other day. I haven't explored it yet. I'm curious because it's not custom. It is just kind of a whole bank of writers and a lot of times they're overseas. You know, they're cheaper and they usually have quick turnaround times and it's it can be good. But I will tell you, I've used similar services to the one I just heard about. This is a newer one and I wish I knew the name of it, but I'll, I'll find the links and post it on my website in the blog area. Anyway, this type of company is usually a flat fee per month. You can choose on what level you want. So for example, Design Pickle is, I think starts out at 400 a month on, and you can get X amount of designs for that price. And then you can go all the way up to a thousand dollars or more for unlimited and, you know, mega volume. So there's a whole bunch of ways you can do it, but I've noticed with that service provider, it is also a whole knack of communication and presenting the information. So what they typically do on these service provider things is they have their own customized portals and you log in, you put your task in there, whether it's designing a logo or designing social media images, we have a service that we use and it helps us once we build out the custom brand for the client, we can use this service to assist us with creating branded imagery for social media in bulk. So I'll say I need 30 images and I upload the brand book and I make a creative brief for exactly what we want. And I make sure that that person says to me, yes, I understand the project and I do not have any questions. And then I say, okay, go ahead and start working on it. But you have to be insanely detailed. So if you're hiring a service provider that is basically commoditizing these design services where maybe they have a bunch of like 30 or 40 designers and they're working on multiple clients a day and you're in a queue, it's handy because you can see where your design projects are in the queue for that for you for that day, but it can be very tough if you have to send a design back four or five, six times. I've sent designs to clients. They've taken a look at it. They have edits. They have this, they have that. So if you're using a service provider and you are able to edit design files, like you have the Adobe suite and you're just using them to help get some bulk designs done, that's where I would recommend using them. Because then you can say, I want all my files deli delivered in Adobe Illustrator, and then I can go in and change anything I want from there. But it saves you time on developing the source files. If you're a small business and you're relying on this person to do everything for you, 
make sure you're still getting the source files from them because you know what, you might want to get t-shirts printed and you don't have the right format. So getting the source files from the designer is crucial. That way you can use them for other applications. And again, the creative brief have a, I would recommend putting together a Google drive folder and have every single branded asset that you have created in there. Even if you did it all yourself, have different versions of your logo. Even if you did it in Canva, put in a PNG with a transparent background, put in a PDF, put in a JPEG, a version, every version that you can get from Canva, put it in there, put your website link in there so that person can take a look at you and your brand. Again, these guys are going to be the same as just hiring an individual freelancer off of a bulk service website. They're not going to go above and beyond necessarily. They are and I don't blame them because they're going to be concerned that they're doing something wrong. So they want to make sure they're following your direction exactly to the T and they don't want to make a mistake. So the first two levels, they are very much inexpensive, but you have to do your more work on your end to make the outcome what you want it to be. And I think both of those options are fantastic for small businesses. I've used them myself. I still have some service providers that I leverage every month so that I don't have a up and down outgoing, you know, accounts, uh, all these bills that I have monthly, I can, I can keep track of my budget better. I have a, a set amount that I'm doing. And then for the more in-depth customized work that we do with a lot of our clients up front, I have my team that are based here in the United States who can actually hop on a Zoom call and actually go over something in real time. So that's the difference. A lot of the time, you know, if they're overseas, they're not necessarily going to be able to work with you. I know one of the service providers that I use, they have a cutoff time. And if I don't get my design request in by that cutoff time, it could be 72 hours before I can submit another request. And so you want to be careful of that as well. If you need quick turnaround and you don't have a big budget, hiring an individual off Upwork or freelancer.com or something like that is your best bet or Fiverr too. Um, the service providers are more long-term commitments. They often want you to lock into a year-long agreement with them. But if you don't have the volume to support that, I would not recommend it. And only go to a service provider that will allow you to do a month-to-month -month and you can cancel it at any time because you will find that some are better than others. And if you can't communicate clearly and you can't get what you want out of them, oftentimes they just consider that to be your fault and you end up spending money on something that you don't get the best use out of. And then the third one I was going to go over today is hiring an agency. So the third type of support you can get for your marketing. An agency level is often much more expensive, but here's a couple of things to think about with an agency. So how you want to leverage that agency is crucial. So many agencies have a dual revenue kind of strategy where they will do custom work for done-for-you services, which we do primarily. People hire us. They want to rebrand. They want to revamp. They want their website redesigned, um, whatever the case may be for them to contact us. We are going to spend hours of our time with them monthly on phone calls, sometimes every week at the beginning. And so, you know, those are not going to be cheap conference calls, they're going to, you're going to invest money in your business when you hire a full-blown agency like that. And the larger agencies are charging anywhere from 2,500 a month 
or more to, to manage your social media channels. And that's just one channel. So imagine spending $2,500 a month just to have somebody managing your Facebook and that's it. We don't charge that amount, but I know agencies who charge that and more. And it's also dependent on whether you're doing pay-per-click advertising or any kind of Facebook advertising. It's There's a range of pricing that you can be quoted. It just depends on what you want and how big the agency is and what they're, I mean, where they're located as well. If you're hiring an agency that's based out of New York City, you can bet your booty that they're going to be charging you a ton of money because they have to pay to live and work in New York City. I've hired incredibly talented freelancers from New York City who have done amazing coding work for me, and I still have them on my team to this day. But when you're hiring out an entire agency from New York, that's why the bigger agencies are there, like the Fleischmann Hillards of, of the world and and those kind of big agencies because they are they're going to be charging you $150,000 for a one-year contract and they're going to give you a team of eight people and everything is hyper customized with reporting every month. So there's those large agencies which are really for more of the corporate clients and then the small agencies. So like people like me who have a smaller agency, we would be charging a lot less than those people, but we would be offering a custom service and we would definitely be more expensive than one of the mass production service providers because everything is custom. So you can expect with one of the smaller service providers, you know, 300 to a thousand a month when you're working with us, most of our retainers for social media, if we're running all channels are between $3,000 and $5,000 a month depending on how much content we're creating for them. And typically it's all custom. So even if we have somebody who's pumping out content for us, we are always adding to it, rewriting parts of it, and making sure the SEO and the keywords are customized for that specific person. And especially if they're a local business that is very heavy on the geotags and, and they only want clients within a certain zip code. So these hyper-local businesses are going to need a different type of SEO strategy. When you're selling services all over the world, that's a different keyword strategy, obviously. So there's a lot of those little decisions that need to be made. And so that's why you're going to see the difference in pricing. There are uh, We're working right now on our agency coming up with a price point for smaller businesses, not as custom, not as frequent of posting online, but it will be something that's a lot easier to swallow as far as price point. And so a lot of agencies now that are larger are trying to come up with a small business arm because it is, it is important that you get your branding right and that you're looking right on every channel. And that's something that is very, um, it's difficult to piecemeal together yourself, I should say. But I would recommend in the beginning when you're just starting out, hire an individual freelancer Give them creative briefs, figure out how to best communicate with them until you get to another level where you can invest in a little bit more of a strategy and a strategic thought process about it and um, see what that brings you. You will definitely see a difference. One type of agency that I want to go over before I close out the podcast is these agencies that do a high ticket offer, but they're not actually walking you through the process. And I want to caution you on that as well. Get to know from the agency upfront that you're going to hire. Are they going to walk you through this? Are they going to do any of the work for you? Or is this a done with you agency? 
the difference between done with you and done for you is obvious. You're doing the work when you're hiring a done with you agency. I have had several occasions where I have invested in a program that was supposed to help me do something and they only end up giving me a login and password to a huge library of videos that I now have to sit and spend my time watching and learning. And I really hate that. <laughs> so I don't know how you feel about it as a business owner, but I really don't want to feel like I'm back in college trying to learn Facebook advertising when I could actually have someone helping me with the Facebook advertising. <laughs> so if I'm going to be dropping $5,000, $10,000, $15,000, those that's what people are charging now for these learn it yourself and do it with us type offers. You need to really know whether what you're going to actually get because what I find is on the sales calls you're going to get a lot of promises and then on the back end of it you're going to get a lot of videos that you have to watch. So I would definitely keep that in mind. Ask them, are you a done for you service where I am literally spending time on the phone with your team because you'll be surprised how many people are charging done for you prices for a done with you service. So don't be fooled into thinking that they're going to do it all for you just because you paid $15,000 for the product. Sometimes they're not. They're going to give you a list of calls that you can call into to ask questions. And it's a group chat and it's whoever just shows up on the call and it's not necessarily one-on-one. -on -one. And I have to say it's the business model that I do not love. I even considered doing something like that myself to help more people at once. Um, and I just don't see me doing it the way that it's being done currently. Because I just think that if you're going to pay a higher price point, you should have some one-on-one -on -one time to the point where you're not struggling to watch videos and nobody checks in on you to make sure that you're doing the videos or you understand the material. It is really, a, you're taking on basically coursework. So yeah, today we've talked about hiring an individual freelancer. We've talked about hiring a service provider or hiring a larger agency and the different things that you can do with larger agencies. I think that pretty much covers the major stuff that's out there that you can buy um, other than the off the shelf quick purchase for 27 bucks, download all these templates. There's those things too, which are pretty handy, especially if you don't have a lot of time. But if you're gonna be hiring someone to actually do something custom, those are really what the three options are that I found across the board. So I hope this was helpful for you as you're growing your business and you're scaling up and you're looking for people to kind of duplicate what you know how to do. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next one.